Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP podcast. We're back after a one-week absence. Yeah, it's just uh, it was just a bad mix of things that went down. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ro got sick. I had my wisdom teeth pulled out. Uh, frankly, you know, if Ro weren't sick, he and Kamas would have put together an episode. But probably um, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. things just didn't work out last week. So we apologize to everybody who cared enough to ask. Oh, where's the episode this week? So uh, why was why wasn't there an all Kamas podcast? You should ask him. You yes. Know. Because Kamus theoretically could have put something together. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Uh, we're moving on. It's uh, episode number 231. And uh, Kamus isn't here tonight because as we're recording this on Thursday night, he's actually with Chris Panzer hey. on Like FM. So, uh, like, uh, well, I don't know. Yes, like it, FM, yeah. like 105.9. Yeah. They used to be Retro 105.9. Hey. He's doing the rounds uh, for, for of media for Renaissance, yeah, which is this tour. weekend. Media tour, right? So uh, the radio tour is happening again uh, this week. Yesterday it was JDL and Ralphie Mabayashi over at Mellow, and then tomorrow, uh, tomorrow or today, you know, when, when you're listening to this, I'll be uh, on Play FM with Renzo and Margo and Ken Warren's joining me. <laughs> Can you believe it took this long for me to finally get on air on fucking Play FM? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm more amused that a DJ from from Wave is going to be on Play. I mean, for, I, I've done it for uh, yeah, yeah. Boys Night Out. When I yeah, was yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're right. So it's not the first time I've crossed this over. This is really funny. It, it is, it is, right? I, I, like, finally I get to go on air for Play FM. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, that's uh, neither here nor there. So, uh, you know, we're all set for Renaissance. And since we are uh, days away from Renaissance, we might as well uh, tell you about our guest, who has a bit of a bombshell to drop hey. related to Renaissance. We got Yeah, you need to watch this. And you need to listen to this episode if you're not... Obviously, if you're hearing this, you're listening to this episode. But you need to listen to it all the way through. Yep. Uh, we got the Canadian dragon, Zayden Trudeau, making his return after almost a year since his first guesting here on the podcast. That's coming up in a bit. But for now, we've got to talk about SummerSlam weekend because there was a lot that went down. And we might as well start at the beginning with TakeOver Brooklyn uh, 4. Uh, that last shot of the last man standing match with Champa winning, I, I can't say that I disagree with it. Yeah, um, as I said, wait, I didn't say anything for that. Sorry. Um, I think it was the, the the best thing to do because uh, Gargano needs to go through this hero's arc of redeeming himself because he's stuck in a hole right now. He's stuck in a dark place. He's in the sunken place. He's pathetic. He's a loser right yeah, now. Yeah, he's he's uh, better at the moment, and uh, he needs to. Uh, disassociate himself from the Champa story for a while and find his find himself so that when it when he's all better we can return to this feud and you know go back to it refreshed maybe around Wrestlemania season I think that's enough time between now and then for for Gargano to look for himself and come back being 100% yeah and you know what uh, I would love to see that live 
I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm. Uh, of course, TakeOver Brooklyn also saw the crowning of two new champions. Ricochet, your new North American champion, and Kyrie Sane, mm-hmm. new women's champion. I didn't with Ricochet winning more than Kyrie Sane. No, actually, uh, I thought it was the right thing. I thought it was a matter of time before they put the belt of Ricochet because here you have a bigger star. Uh, a guy who's Cole? gone... No, no, no. Uh, in Ricochet. A guy who's gone viral. No, I meant bigger than Adam Cole. Yeah, bigger than Adam Cole. Uh, th- remember, Ricochet has gone viral. He's he's uh, he is a human highlight reel. He's a human cheat code, and there is no way that you should make Ricochet. It's like Nakamura. There's no way you should make him go that long without give without rewarding him. Yeah, so it was only to me if if it, it wasn't now, it was only going to be a matter of time before he won the championship. Weird lang sa akin kasi uh, Adam Cole's only been champion what? Uh, four months I think? Eh, Tapos, it's been enough time. He yeah. only had one title defense or a couple of title defenses. Mm. So parang nakulangan lang ako with the title reign but I guess it's part of his character as a chicken chicken. It's heel. also uh, a result of how NXT is programmed. Uh, you remember you only have what? One hour a week. Tapos sobrang bloated din yung yeah, stories yeah. nila. Yeah, and you cycle through the characters through the roster every week. Um, with Kyrie Sane winning though, that's how I kind of figured out. Now, oh, I think Champ was gonna win. Because uh, yeah. the last time the three new champions were crowned, it was uh, Takeover New Orleans, right? And I don't think they were ready for that big of a change in the status quo, right. like in the middle of the year, right? So no, I, I was more surprised by it because I, I thought that Shayna Baszler was never gonna be someone who lost one on one. I I always figured that she would lose it in uh, in a match that had more people. Than, than that and I thought it was going to be an ad- evolution where they have more time to build up everyone surrounding or orbiting uh, the NXT Women's Championship scene the interesting tidbit here is how Shayna Baszler has the shortest Women's Championship reign in NXT one week shy of Ember Moon who had 140 days mm-hmm. Shayna 133 lang yeah. so that, that was pretty surprising mm-hmm. to me that, that is pretty weird it doesn't feel that way yeah it doesn't uh, it's probably because of how intense she'd been as champion. Mm. Ang tagal, like it, it seemed like such a huge change right. to the status right. quo. So you got Takeover Brooklyn. That's in the books now. Uh, we gotta talk about SummerSlam now, and I want to start with Becky Lynch. Okay, okay. Okay, so um, I don't think my opinion. If if you've uh, read my tweets, my opinion hasn't really changed. I still think Becky Lynch is the face here, just because when you look at how she'd been built, how she how she'd been booked. Um, she was a persevering underdog who actually earned her way into a title match. And Charlotte comes across as this selfish, entitled friend who only really got a match because of Paige. Because Paige is being petty towards Carmella. So why should Becky really be vilified here uh, um, you know, for, for being angry and taking it out on her friend when her friend kind of did deserve it? So that's one side of the argument. No, no, no. Uh, it's okay. Um, after SmackDown, uh, I'm going to say that Ve- Becky... Becky isn't... I'm not going to say Becky is the face. I'm going to say that Becky is justified in some way. Uh, on one hand, yes, you're right that Charlotte shouldn't, shouldn't have just walked in and gotten a title shot just because she was injured or you know, just because she was champion before Carmella was. Or because she's a flair. Sure, just because she's a flair. On, that's, that's one thing. On the other hand, uh, you're right. I mean... Some people are right in saying that Becky did agree with Charlotte in saying that may the best friend win. May, yeah. may this be a a sportsman, uh, you know, a sports like contest in which we are competing uh, honorably, right? Yeah. And it, it's uh, after having that after having that agreement, it's really uh, it it doesn't reflect well on her to 
to let her emotions loose and be, you know, you know, be be that angry, and you know, it's uh, it's a gray area for sure, and because of that, I can't say that Becky is the good girl. I just I can only say that she's justified, and especially after SmackDown, in which uh, the she said the right things. I I would say in order to paint her as the heel, um, I I I'd wager that she said the things. Uh, as you know, someone who's clouded, whose ju- whose judgment is clouded by her own feelings, and that's the best thing they could have her say. Actually, it's just a matter of the crowd not buying into it because they sympathize with her because she's justified. So let's talk about the audience because uh-huh. I, I think the story is is nuanced enough for people to have different points of view. Uh-huh. I read this op-ed at Cage Side Seats this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag Boo Becky Lynch, yeah. and um, to sum it up, what the writer intended to say was. If you really care about Becky Lynch, just do her a solid and boo her because that's what she wants to do and that's what WWE would want you to mm. do for her. Yeah. Otherwise, she'd just be relegated to the mid-card or worse, get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So on one hand, I get the merits of article because uh, yeah, uh, ultimately as a Becky Lynch fan, like that's what I want for Rebecca Quinn, the performer. Uh. Right? But on the other hand, like, um, how many times have we as fans been forced to cheer or boo for someone we want to do the inverse for mm. so uh, like wh- why do I have to uh, to give up my right to react the way I want to react for a certain wrestler just because of their alignment or just because of the alignment they want to shove down our throats now I'm going to say that there's a point there in saying that uh, there's a point in saying that creative didn't do their job right uh, absolutely yeah I agree there but I don't know. What I saw personally on SmackDown is that they were trying to do the job right. Um, although it's tone deaf, it's ill-timed, it's not the right thing to do for Becky at this moment. They had, you know, they had the right intentions. Uh, they had the right plan. It's just that no one is reacting the way they should be reacting. And I don't know. I, I guess you also have a point in saying that. Why should you? You spent your money, Dubai. You spent your money. This is your business. They they can't live without your business, and you have I guess every right to to voice your displeasure or pleasure at the same time, be be that as it may, as you want it to be. So I, I, I guess it's really a fine line of figuring out what to do. Um, who's it's that, uh, it, it, it all boils down to Sinum Gajas. I think uh, just to build off what you said in creative doing things right on SmackDown, feeling ko ulam parin because uh, you mentioned this to me in uh, in, yeah, yeah. in a chat sure, group sure, that. Sure. For one thing, Paige didn't, didn't get any flack, which she did deserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. Because yeah. as a character. That's one. Two is, parang napaka entitled lang ni Charlotte even on SmackDown. Na parang no, I'm really the good guy. Ako yung agrabiado dito. Parang parang nakulangan ako kasi parang walaman lang yung self awareness na yeah, I kind of didn't have yeah. as hard as True. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if Charlotte had the self awareness, I think I would be more sympathetic towards her. But that's a good. That, yeah, that is a good point. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Um, because she doesn't I don't have that sympathy for her yeah she just tries to play it off that she tries to play it off the they lose her friendship over the championship which is yeah. also you know it's a sensible point but yeah no one is figuring out that or no one is realizing no one important is realizing that there's something fucked up in the thought process because I guess in order for uh, in order for Becky to to throw some flack at Paige it would have to mean that the writers or whoever signed off on it is gonna have to admit that yeah we kind of fucked up in having Paige or giving Charlotte the title shot right away yeah 
And we don't want to do that. Right, right. Sino ba naman yung aamin on, oh. on worldwide television? Oh, nga pala, we kind of fucked up. Lalo yeah, if you're uh, writing a scripted well, television show. Well, if you, want, you know, if you want people to react the way you want them to, then maybe that's what you should do. And I, I, I think these guys graduated from the uh, Carter and Bay School of Writing for I TV. <laughs> Right, let's move well, on. they to to, get, to be totally fair to Carter and Bayes, they they try to do the right thing afterwards. Yeah, fuck them. Still not over it. All right, let's uh, switch gears and talk about Roman Reigns finally being Universal Champion. Another big takeaway from SummerSlam, obviously. Yeah, I don't have a huge problem with it now that I think about it. Because hey, okay, finally at least the Universal Title is on. Yeah, roll. it's uh, a very utilitarian approach to how you know how, how Roman gets his win how the Universal Championship gets back to Raw how they write Brock off yeah it's um, just a little sad on Brock's, ha- on Brock's behalf but I guess no uh, I don't feel sympathetic towards no 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 because uh, no, I, I, I say it's sad because you look at how they've battled before especially Wrestlemania this year uh, it didn't take that you know it Roman gave him everything and yeah. he still wouldn't quit so uh, it's pretty obvious, as I said in my review, that this is how you. This is them booking a guy who's leaving the company. Right, right. So okay, so so that happens, and then you have Braun Strowman uh, failing to cash in. Then you have Finn Balor who comes out as not the demon, and then you know losing his Universal Championship match. It was weird because eh? the SummerSlam and Raw main events, it was like creative finally deciding na, eto na, yung mga hinihingin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> Pero yung tipong isaksak ko sa baga oh, ko, napaka oh. big grudge. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so, on a very meta level, parang ginagago ka pa rin. Yeah. Parang binigay sa'yo, pero pagago. Right? It's kind of like that non-apology apology. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it, it was, it no, was I, very I, weird. I, I don't mind the raw main, which part of the raw main event are we talking about? Uh, the Universal Championship match itself. Yeah. And, and ah, especially ah. the fact na, no, no, the fact na, Finn Balor comes out as the demon and squashes Baron Corbin yeah. and it comes out as human smiley Finn to yeah. take the Universal Championship na putang ina mas importante ba yung feud niya with Baron Corbin yeah, yeah. over the Universal Championship where's the logic there? hindi ko magets yeah, kumbaga in, in, in Dota or in Overwatch you you waste your ultimate on an inconsequential clash or fuck let's let's and shout you, out uh, Redrick Mahaba's favorite Dragon Ball analogy na, yeah. hindi siya nag super saiyan kung kailan kailangan uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much yes right so it, it's really odd I, I've lost Faith in the Demon, which sucks because I'm a Finn Balor fan. Uh, I, don't I, don't know, I, I didn't really dig the Demon. Like, um, I'd rather he just cosplay actually, like he used to before. Ah, like like in uh, New Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you have that happening, and then at, at the very end of Raw, you have the Shield reuniting. Yeah. Okay, so let's break that down. Oh, yeah. say, uh, at the end, people were wondering: Was there a heel turn? Number one and number two. If there was a turn, who turned? So those are the two questions I coming out. I think Braun turned, to be honest with you. Did I think, Braun really turn? Yeah, I think he did. Um, it was brought about by how he was treated in the SummerSlam main event. Uh, you know, he was right there watching. He was, he was being a good guy. He, he, would say, he said that, you know, I want to cash it, but I'm doing it after. He said, you know, I don't want to be the guy who sneaks up on you guys. Although I'm kind of sneaking up on you guys right now. But uh, on, on Raw, he does it and then... First of all, he does it by trying to make Roman lose, by interrupting him right before the finish. And then, after the match ends, he goes and kicks Roman, you know, before cashing in. And he is, remember, you're, you're, you're looking at Braun, and he's way bigger than Roman Reigns, who is spent entirely on the match that, has, that just happened. So he doesn't need to kick Roman down. Yeah. 
right? Here's a hot take, or, or I'm, you know what? I'm not even sure if this is a hot take, but I think Braun Strowman has been heel since the Kevin Owens feud. Actually, yeah, puede Because Braun has been such a bully to Kevin Owens. When you think about it, it's Kevin Owens in Kawawarita. Oh. Like the guy was trying to escape in a fucking porta potty. Yeah. And then you pushed it over and uh, dumped him in blue jizz, right? Yeah. So you have that. And then you read the car in Niramo. So not only did you harm the man physically, but you also put him in financial ruin. Yeah. Right? So you have. Uh, and then you terrorized him. right? And then uh, he pushed Kevin Owens off uh, a steel cage. Down an announce table. Yeah. That, that's attempted murder. I don't know. I think this is really Vince McMahon's skewed, old school, weird ass, backwards idea of what constitutes a face and a heel. And I guess, you know, it's really outdated now because everyone can point out the inconsistencies or, you know, at least the, the continuity errors in how people are written. Okay, uh, let me ask you this Does the Shields reunion make Roman look weak? No, because they came to him at a time when he could have easily lost to someone who is, as you said, bullying him. Or was about to bully him. No, no, I, I'd like to think that Braun is being a bully still all throughout Raw. I say, think about Finn trying to prepare himself in the locker room. Oh. And then there's that vignette of Braun uh, waving the briefcase in front of him. Oh. Na parang, oh, don't rest on your laurels. If you win, I'm going to kick your ass. Oh. I'm going to take the title. So parang, yun nagbabadyaka. But in a way, parang bullying pa rin yun eh. Kasi you're... Uh, no, they're not supposed to worry about you, but you're making them worry about you. Well, uh, the thing is, um, I don't think it makes the, the Shield Union makes them makes Roman look weak. I do think it makes them look a little less babyface than they were before. Okay, yeah, I, I'll I'll get. I, I mean, I, I get that. It's um, I don't know. I I've always looked at Roman as a weak character in general, mostly because of his vest and his refusal to take it off. Okay. But now that they're all together and you know they're all back in their battle gear, so para medyo moot point na because now that's you know it's the gimmick again, right? So are you telling me, by the way, that Seth and Dean go around or someone has the shield vests around in in case of a moment like this? parang Clark can't turn into Superman, like that's that that's their equivalent of it, right? I mean, I'm excited for the Shield reunion, especially now that uh, Dean is, uh, you know, more jacked uh, and and. Uh, no, I think though it's setting up a six-man feud with um, with Braun teaming up with Dolphin Drew. Oh, I lang. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing a turn though. Like people have been calling for a Dean Ambrose heel turn, and honestly, no, I, I don't think really I mind. think it should all just turn heel. This all three of them. Yeah, all three of them. Roman, it it it, it you know. It hits three birds with one stone. You, people wanted Roman to turn heel for real. People want Dean to turn heel for real. Um, Seth could benefit from it, I think. But wouldn't that uh, take away from the goal of making Roman the top dog? Because the idea is for him to be the, the Hulk Hogan of this yeah. generation. So well, why whatever. Can't he... uh, be a top dog and you know do it through your your, your mates, right? All right. You know it's like Drew Gulak. <laughs> eh. eh, except he didn't even win at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. Okay, anything else on the main roster worth uh, talking about this week? No, no, man. Wale was on Twitter. Uh, that was, was pretty fun. fun. <laughs> uh, he just did one one match. Oh, right. uh, and, and I watched that. That was fun. Oh, yeah. New tag team champions in the New Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. So um, they beat Rowan and Harper. Uh, I think there's news about Rowan getting injured. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the decision to, to switch the titles was made after that or because of that or before that. Because I, I don't know. Uh, good thing though, um, the bar and the club are on back on TV next week. Yes, I'm, so, I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Um, uh, other news that happened. Oh, well, we didn't get to eulogize Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah, that that moment's passed. Oh, uh, Ronda Rousey. 
New oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. yeah um, you know, there was no other way for that to go. Okay, so the Ronda-Alexa match was what I wanted the Nia-Alexa match to be in WrestleMania. Like, I wanted Actually, it to be yeah. a squash. Medyo napiko na ko na it was no, no, a squash no. at Mania. Hindi, kasi I... Alright, um... Yeah, I, I guess we have to we have to address that. And with all of the bullying that Alexa put on Naya, the yeah. emotional pain, you kind of wanted, or I kind of wanted a squash. Oh, you mean Naya versus Alexa? Yeah, Naya versus Alexa, not Ronda Alexa. Ronda Alexa was no. kind of a given. It was going to be that uh, way. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think that Naya. The, the thing to say with Ronda is that they have always presented her as legit. Yeah. So you're someone legit crossing over into the world of. WWE. Yeah. So Naya doesn't have that same pedigree. Pero malaki siya. Yeah, malaki siya. They should have thrown Alexa around. Yeah, yes, but you know, I I don't know. I guess it's WWE inadvertently taking a shit on pro wrestling itself, themselves, right? By saying that just because you are, you know, an Olympic gold medalist and all that. Well, I guess that's the thing. Ronda is an Olympic gold medalist and Naya is not. So, speaking of Nia, it's actually uh, pretty jarring how when you look at the SummerSlam card, a lot of the women were left off. Uh, you know, Asuka wasn't there, Naomi wasn't eh, there. It was a bloated card in general. I yeah, think. it was. Uh, really quickly, I'm, I'm really getting tired of these bloated cards. Yeah. Um, I'm sick of them. Here's the thing about SummerSlam, as I said in my review. Uh, even though we got some good stuff, you know, the good decisions, the good results, uh, it takes you so long to get there, right? But um, you look at the card and you see a lot of matches. Or uh, this was way more prevalent in Extreme Rules, but you see a lot of matches that should have just been on TV, whether before on the Go Home Show or after. Yeah. Um, you in and when you watch them on the pay per view card, you really think that they're just really TV matches. Sayang siya kasi for the matches that were really solid, like say Seth and uh, Dolph. Yeah. Parang medyo na ani energy mo yun. It, it sucks too much. What are you saying, Right, and what about Ms. Bryan? Because like I didn't get to watch the ma- uh, the, the in SummerSlam in ng, ng live. Yeah, yeah. So I had to back watch Ms. Yeah. Bryan, right? And by that point, pagod na ako. Yeah, so actually, appreciate to be much. honest with you, I was falling asleep. I was watching live. I was falling asleep uh, at Ms. Bryan because I had to get up early for it. Yeah, so that that was uh, really sad because I was excited for Ms. Bryan, and siguro yung consuelo ko na lang is that it doesn't end there. Yeah, yeah. But they're probably gonna build to WrestleMania or at least yeah. Really, yeah Brian's already booked for Hell in a Cell, so you know for a fact that that guy is renewing his contract. Yeah, so th- there, th- there's that one positive, of course. Uh, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, that's gonna continue. Oh yeah, wait, 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 let's talk about this real quick. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Wendy and being their daddy. What do you feel about this? Uh, I think it's weird because. Um, it, it it's not the story I want. Yeah, because. why why did we suddenly go to? Uh, to families, but without without man established first and foremost that you know they were close enough friends, you know, from basically one foreplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody established that you know they're they're you know running buddies in TNA, Ring of friends, Honor, Ring, Ring of Honor in the Indies. No one established that, and you know, in assume lang nila na yeah. alam na nating lahat. Yeah, which is true. Alam naman nating lahat. Well, but, not not like uh, I don't think Izzy knows that. I'm sure. No, she's old enough to to know that. I think, but. Uh, it's weird that they they get to the story point before even addressing the story point that they have been intertwined together 
for far longer before they've been to WWE. You know what's a better story? If you had Samoa Joe come out and attack AJ Styles out of jealousy, na parang putang ina mo, pareho tayo ng careers, pareho tayo ng pinanggalingan, why, why not? Champion, yeah. I, I've never been on WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, like why did I have to go through NXT? Ikaw dumiretso sa main roster. Actually, one yeah, true, right? Exactly. It's, you a have that. it's much simpler. Yeah. And it wrote itself because yeah. that's how WWE booked the two of them. Yeah, and you can go. You can go to. I think. I think. I think the whole Wendy thing is something for after the third or second match, right? Yeah. Tapos di ko rin and di rin ako get over na people just assume oh yeah her name is Wendy Styles. Wait wait no 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 hey hey I don't mind. Her name being Wendy Styles, we have to respect Joey's surname. <laughs> no, actually, I thought it would have been more hilarious if they were feuding over who was the real face of TNA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they have some of uh, the rights in it to some of that. Yeah, yeah, they already show TNA footage on their documentary, so might as well, right? Why not show them on? No, no, on uh, the yeah, YouTube. yeah, that would have been a fun feud. Why, why go to Wendy and the kids right away? Although I. I the only good takeaway is that it does make Joe look ferocious. And it makes AJ look unhinged. Uh. I think we haven't seen an unhinged AJ since he was a heel. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing though. It goes back to it's too early for this shit in their feud. In their WWE feud. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's you're gonna go for the wife and kids already. Yeah, so yeah, uh imagine off, but you know, whatever, it's AJ and Joe, right? So like I mean we can complain all you want, but we're getting AJ and Joe for the WWE championship in WWE, right? Yeah, I think though that the finish they had in SummerSlam would have been better on TV, right? Yeah, sure, I'll I'll agree with that. Okay, uh, anything else? No, nah, we're, we're kind yeah, of forgetting. Yeah, that's pretty. I think we covered everything. All right, that's good. Now that was a lot. Yeah. I, but I'd like to think this is actually this is actually pretty tight, uh, yeah. considering everything we talked about, everything we done packed. I'm pretty proud that we were able to accomplish it in like 24 minutes. Uh, yeah, um, I guess it also helps that Camus isn't here. Like, you know. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, like, uh, there's, you know, just the two of us uh, shooting the shit, you know. Uh, no disrespect to Camus or whatever. It's just, Camus just isn't here tonight. Right? So, uh, that brings us to our guest for this week on the podcast, which may very well be his last guesting for the foreseeable future. Well, cat's out of the bag. Yeah, well, he's going to tell you in about a minute anyway. So, here, uh, here you go. You got the Canadian dragon, Zayden Trudeau, back on the podcast. Hey, this is Veda Zhang, and you are listening to SGP Podcast. We're just days away from PWR Renaissance, the fifth edition. And with us tonight on the SGP Podcast is somebody that you know we had to figure out when he was last on the podcast. He had a mini <laughs> debate in the room. And then after scrolling, he was right. he was right. scrolling through the archives, our guest was right. The last time we had him on was the date was September 14, 2017. So let's welcome back the Canadian Dragon Zayden Trudeau back to the SGB podcast. Thanks for having me, Stan. And you know, when you're when you're the better man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Zayden asked me. Um, uh, literally, we, the, the story was we didn't have a guest for this week. The week before Renaissance, I guess you weren't really thinking about who who we were going to have on the podcast this week. And he asked me last Sunday during training if we had someone, and I said no, and I totally forgot why. We should have you on this week. So without, you know, I guess we should cut right to it. Yeah, without beating around yeah. the bush, let's let Z himself deliver the news. So on uh, on Sunday at Renaissance, it is my last uh, match at PWR for a while. I fly out the day after to move back to Vancouver, Canada. Jesus Christ, the day after. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I was already supposed to have left by now, but... Uh, okay. Um, my uh, my parents let us extend the trip so I could have my last night. Okay, okay. So are they going to be at the show? 
My mom definitely. I don't know about my dad. My dad's only <laughs> come to one match. <laughs> okay, so they've seen you wrestle. My dad's seen. Uh, my, yeah, my my mom's like uh, she more comes because my brother comes. Cause right. my, my brother's been there pretty much cool. every show. Right. Yeah. So they've been there for the big moments, the four fifty, the six thirty. Yeah, yeah, for the sure. Main event, the Phoenix Splash, <laughs> the main event. Yeah. Man, wow. Uh, you know what? Um, it's only been. A little over a year since you debuted, and I'd like to think you're one of the few guys who really made an impact in that short of a time. Uh, I mean, I can tell you firsthand that I've got friends who come up to me and ask specifically for Zayden Trudeau at the PWR shows. So I can I can probably oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, speak for that them when I say that it'll be a huge loss once you leave PWR. Yeah, I expect this episode to be rating high. Well, Kalega uh, Co. <laughs> yeah, that means a lot. I mean... Yeah, I mean, definitely gonna miss. Okay, so why are you going back to Vancouver? So uh, I'm currently 22 years old and I don't have a degree yet. So okay, I'm going over there to to finish my schooling. Okay, is it like the same same college, same university? You oh no, different school. Okay, it's okay. a school in Vancouver. I'll be taking uh, commerce, which is basically okay. the the common all term for for business. Right. Yeah. So uh, we touched on this the last time Zeta was on the podcast, and mm-hmm. we pretty much. Uh, we, we, we mentioned that you didn't finish college and you moved here. Mm-hmm. And so how hard or how easy was it to make the decision to go back to school in Canada, no less? And why Canada? Why not finish studying here? So, um, geez. Uh, so I uh, started to ramble, but I guess... It's, That's fine. It all, it ramble all, away. It all starts when I, went to, when I first went to, uh, went to school in uh, this place called University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. So right out of... Uh, Right out of high school, I got into I got into two schools. I got into uh, UBC, which mm-hmm. is in my hometown of Vancouver, and then I got into U of T, which is in Toronto. Right. Um, I had gotten my acceptance into UBC like months prior. We had everything set up. It made a lot of sense for me to go there because I grew up there. I really I dearly mm-hmm. missed the place. I've mm-hmm. always been like a huge Vancouver diehard. It's like most beautiful city I've ever been, I've ever been to, and I've traveled I've traveled the world. I've seen a lot. Um, you know, I had friends. I had, I had friends from elementary school there. Uh, a bunch of my friends from my high school here were going there. Um, I had family there. I had just gotten into. Uh, I got accepted into a dorm, so like everything was figured out. And then, really, really like uh, like two and a half months before school was supposed to start, I get an acceptance from U of T, and it's like the best school in Canada. And so, uh, a lot of last minute changes had to mm-hmm. be made because my mom really insisted on me uh, me me going to U of T because I mean. It's like the it's like the Harvard of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that your mom's like a, a tiger mom? Because no. she's still an Asian mom at the end of the day. No, right? no, not really. I mean, she's uh, they've always been pretty chill with uh, like uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, they're they're just always said you know just get bees. You know, just do just do all right. Try try try. Yeah. You yeah. know, be a well rounded person kind of thing. Um, it was more just uh, yeah. She was just really really pushing for me to go to U of T because. Um, so my mom's really, unfortunately for me, my mom's really, uh, she's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. Okay. My dad as well. They're like, they have very complimentary skill sets, but uh, specifically for my mom, she has like uh, four degrees, including a, wow. an, an, an MBA. Wow. And like both my parents, it's, it's, it's really quite amazing. They're both like proper rags to riches stories. They were both like, they came from like the slums here and stuff like that. Okay. They immigrated when they were young. They had to like... You know, my mom was working since she was, like, 12 or something like that. She moved out when she was, like, 14. You know, all that crazy kind of stuff. And so, uh, I guess where she was coming from is, the whole, uh, is like, you know, if I had the money finish. if yeah. I had the money to go there when I was your age, I, I, I would have done it in a heartbeat type thing. And so, 
went to U of T, uh, where, you know, again, I didn't have friends there, didn't have family there. Um, because I got in late, I couldn't stay in a dorm, so I had to mm-hmm. stay in a, in a condo slightly off campus mm-hmm. with three people, one of which was uh, a pathological liar. She was, like, <laughs> she was, she was kind of insane, so, like... Um, what is this? I'd come home and like my, my food, my uh, my money and stuff. They, you It'd know, be missing. I, yeah, I'd be missing. Um, she'd lie about like chores, etc., stuff like that. And I, I don't know. It, eventually, I started to hate it there. I kind of like shut down, stopped going to class, that kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, after I came back, I was like, you know, school's school's not the right thing for me right now. Okay. So uh, then. I think the decision for me to go back to school is like, because of recently, like maybe last year or something, I realized that mentally I'm actually in a really good state right now. Okay. Like, uh, I feel like I'm actually uh, productive. I'm like, I think the difference between like now and then is like, now like I actively want to go to school, you know what I mean? Whereas back then it was more like, I was just going through the motions. It felt like I kind of needed to go to school or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm a little nervous, but I do. I do think I, I, I'm ready for the challenge. How'd you figure it all out? Like, um, at what point did you uh, get to tell yourself, right? I'm mentally ready. I'm I'm in a place where I can actually go forward and and do this again after uh, the setbacks from before. Yeah. When did you make the decision to go back? Um, I think uh, so. There was a time where like I wasn't so uh, I don't know how to say this, but I wasn't so like good. Like um, in my in terms of like mental state, I was like always. I was just kind of skimming by, you know what I mean? Not really doing much at work. I wasn't, you know, trying to better myself as a person. And from uh, with a lot of the, uh, with a lot of help from my from my girlfriend Sophie, we were able to sort of identify points of which you know I'm not necessarily the best at, or things that I need to work on, or things to watch out for. And then over over a few months, I started getting better and better. And then there was a period, uh, sometime where I realized I was actually really enjoying work. I was like, I was, I was banging out assignments, banging out projects. I was doing really well. And then my mom brought up the idea of school and I kind of brushed it off at first. And then the more I had to think about it, I, I, I kind of realized more and more that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's time for me. It's time. You mentioned before we recorded that when you move back to Vancouver, it'll be the three of you, all three siblings uh, going to college basically together. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So my sister goes to school in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. My brother is going to school in Vancouver at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. So we all bought an apartment. We're going to buy a car pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're very super excited. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I guess I can only speak on my end. I assume there's a similar sentiment on my brother's and sister, uh, sister's side, but I think we're all super excited about it because like me and my brother and my sister were all like really, really, really tight. So, okay, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned this the last time you were on, but as of right now, you've been in the Philippines for six years. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yes, I'm sure you guys mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so six years, but your Tagalog still wow. leaves a lot of room wow. for improvement. We're gonna be, we're gonna go there. He's gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, he's, gonna, he's gonna clown you on your Tagalog. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna clown you on his Tagalog. But it's a good character moment because I think not a lot of people um, outside of PWR know uh, about these struggles with the language. Yeah. Right, so like, um, I, right now I know a lot of the, a lot of the boys like the ribsy uh, whenever whenever it's someone's birthday. So I, I think it's best that you share the story yourself because it's much funnier, I think, if it comes from you. I forget whose birthday it was, but it was someone in the P, in someone in PWR. It was his birthday. It was yours. No, no, it wasn't mine. Like how how this joke came to be. Okay. I can't remember who it was, but it might have been one of the Del Rosarios, I think. One of uh, was some uh, one of the media brothers. Okay. Um, I everyone's wishing them happy birthday in yeah. English in the in the in like a post in the in the in the Facebook group the Facebook group 
and then I, me wanting to, you know, go full on, you know, prove I'm Pinoy, Pinoy Prime, <laughs> go Pacquiao type thing, I, uh, I comment Malagayang Pasco, exclamation point, <laughs> Malagayang Pasco, comma, pare. So I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to earn some points for Nailed this. Nailed it. Exactly. And then a bunch of people were like laugh reacting to it. And I was like, oh, it's funny because it's coming for me. Like, <laughs> and it was literally like four hours later, five hours later or something like that. When I was just like, I was just talking to my brother and mid conversation. I just, oh, fuck. That's no, it, it doesn't mean happy birthday. And so I go back to the comment section. Uh, like, yeah, go back to the post. I'm like. Oh shit, I just realized <laughs> I, I got it totally messed up. So yeah, anytime it's a birthday, it's Melly Guy and Pasco time. <laughs> Since yeah, and in the last six years, um, you weren't really able to develop uh, a mastery of the language. And uh, is it because of like you just you know, on, you on your own decided that, you know what, uh, it's not really something I like to pursue or wait, because of the environment. Wait, wait, wait. I will tell the people that this man, Zayden Trudeau, makes an effort to speak to us <laughs> or you. speak in general. Every time I see him, he makes an effort to speak in Tagalog. Even if it sounds as foreign as you hear it now, he makes an effort to learn the words and pepper his, his you know, his, his conversation, his statements with Tagalog. So... How dare you, sir? How dare you? I've never been happier to be put over like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Thank you. Thank no, no, but, you, uh, but like, uh, what's, what's the story there? Like, how, uh, how is it that, you know, you spent all this time here and yet you haven't been able to master it? Uh, let's see. So the first year I was here, I was doing distance learning. So because I came late, so I couldn't get into like a, a good private school here or something. So I did distance learning the Canadian curriculum. And then the next year, I got into British School Manila. It's a private school in the fort. Yep. Um, and there, like, no one speaks Tagalog. Like, I mean, right, right. the only time I hear Tagalog is when, like, two of my friends in particular are just, you know, talking about the basketball or something right. like that. Um, and then the help that we have at my place, so, like, the drivers and the maids and the guards and stuff like that. We only like hire them if they speak English. English. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I was so, trying. Exactly. So I never really had to. Yeah, I, I never. I was never put into a situation where I had to learn. Right. You know. Yeah. And and this uh, this is funny because like uh, not a lot of people know this as well about you, but you ride a motorcycle around the city. I do. I got a bike uh, yeah, December does. of last year. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you ride a, you ride a bike, and I didn't know this because I don't ride a bike. But apparently, when you're at a stoplight, uh, there will be riders, other riders, who will motion to you and speak to you in Tagalog. Yeah, yeah. So um, by bike, uh, it's motor a motorcycle here. I, it's more of a scooter because yeah. it's like a, an automatic. You know, it's like a toy basically. That's yeah. why it's so fun to ride. Um, we'll be we'll, uh, I'll be a stuck at a uh, at a red light or something like that, and then another motorcycle beside me will try to make conversation or say something. I were asked directions. I have absolutely no idea what they're saying. And I have to look at them, say sorry, and say, sorry, English lung pare. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they just look away. I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) How do you figure it out, though? Like, for someone like you who went to an international school, who works at a white-collar job, how are you able to figure out uh, riding a scooter around the city? Because... It's not necessarily what? something that people will put together. But that's fair. Yeah, that's when you fair, work a white collar job, it's not very common to see someone who has CGC riding a motorcycle. Yeah, people. I do get funny looks when I'm driving to work and I have like my uh, my like my, my my business attire on and stuff, like about to go to a meeting. So how do you figure that out? How does that come together? So uh, what was it? I used to take when I would sneak out of my house at night. 
um, and I grab a uh, grab a cab on like the main road just outside Dasma Village. Um, I would like it would take a while for me to fly down a taxi or something like that. So eventually, sometimes I just stay on my phone while I have my hand in the air, and then months later, after I started doing that. Uh, uh, what's it called? A uh, motorcycle driver. A hobble, stop, hobble. Yeah, hobble, hobble. He stops right in front of me and goes, "Oh, where are you going?" And I'm like, "Why is this guy trying to make conversation?" With <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to go to Samora in the fort." And he's like, "Okay, uh, thirty pesos." And I was like, "What?" And he gives me a helmet. And I'm like, "Oh, is this happening?" It's yeah, get yeah. It, it actually is pretty common in BGC, especially oh, yeah, around sure. market market. For sure. And like ever since then, it's just. Because that was also around the introduction of like Grab or something like that, or yeah. is that Grab and Uber, or probably Ancas. Uh, uh, this is before the days of Ancas. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So that would be my preferred method of transport because I, you know, I normally like to go out right after work. It's rush hour stuff like that. So I just go to the main road, wait for a, a motorcycle guy. So the way you tell if it's a if it's a hobble hobble is if he's driving a bike and there's a helmet on his wrist right right yeah so when you see that you're like he's got an extra for you exactly yeah and then you you talk about the price or some guys you just hop on they drive you and then you discuss price after it's so much cheaper and you skip all the traffic and like I was always thinking like man this would be so much this, this would be awesome if I just if I just had my own one of these yeah, yeah. was so, it ever hard for you to like communicate with them since uh, I, I, I'm not sure how um, how fluent they would be in English okay there's one phrase that made me seem legit as hell at Tagalog oh. so I would always go to my one friend's place across Esamora. Uh it was oh fuck I forget what it's called uh, Surrend- Surrender Surrender 1 yeah, yeah Surrender 1 or something like that and so as a, they'd be like oh San Poser and I'd, I'd be like oh uh, uh, Sa Sa Surrender Sa Sakatapat yung ora, and then, but then sometimes. So when that happens, I prefer it if they just we just keep silent as yeah, we're going yeah, there, because yeah. obviously if, you can't talk exactly. Good. Because sometimes they assume I speak Tagalog. They like turn as we're driving. They turn to me, say like a long ass Tagalog word, and I have to be like, "All right, I know. So sorry, I have no idea what you just said." But have any has anyone tried to dick you over and try to overcharge you because they were they were like oh Amboito or this guy you know doesn't understand shit so we can we can milk him. Uh, used to you know surprisingly actually not within the within the hobble hobble can maybe they just all do a certain amount you know what I mean but it's always dirt dirt cheap like my um, I don't know how to gauge distance but my place is so it's. Uh, Near San Antonio Plaza on McKinley Road, right. going to Esamora. That's not uh, very far. Exactly. Okay, that, that's only like uh, 25, 30 pesos. Yeah, it's not very far. Compared to like a taxi where it's like 80 or 100 yeah, sometimes yeah, or right. something like that. It's like dirt cheap. So even if they did rip me off and charge me 50, it's like, all right, yeah, fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. Like, it really boggles my mind how cool you are with this because, uh, as you mentioned, when you got here tonight, you're protected, uh, <laughs> maybe even sheltered to, to uh, a degree, right? So. Um, and I, I'm coming from the perspective of me hating motorcycles. I <laughs> I hate scooters. I hate motorcycles. That's fair. That's I don't really hate the idea. I just really hate the people driving them. Oh, for sure. Know. Yeah, they're they're you have to be you have to be some level of crazy. Yeah, to be you able have to, to be some it, you level know? of arrogant as well. For sure. For sure. So how'd you get over that uh, that fear? Or, or say your parents? How did they get over that anxiety? Oh, right, that right. Comes Why do they offer you to buy a car instead? <laughs> right. So right. what happened? I had money saved up. I was gonna go buy a pretty cheap bike off of like OLX or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I was so stupid. I just really wanted a bike really bad. And 
we talk about the price, it was dirt cheap. We're talking like 20K or something like that for a fully working bike. <laughs> and then he's like, All right, yeah, just, really cheap. just meet me in Cobao or whatever. Yeah. And then, so I tried going there. I couldn't because of like driver issues or something. My mom finds out. <laughs> and then she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then as we're in the, the, the truck, uh, as we're, um, so, oh, okay. So they agree to buy me a bike because they're like, you're going to get yourself killed. Yeah. So as we're driving on the way to pick up the bike that we're going to buy, we're, my mom's talking to my guards about like how much of an idiot I was being, <laughs> and then uh, the one where the so he was speaking a bunch of Tagalog about what happens, and then the last word I hear is patay, <laughs> and so like to me I never heard the, that word be used seriously. I like saying I patay when someone just drops something yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fun to say. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't click with me the gravity of like people trying to kill you for that kind of money over there or, or something. Yeah. In that kind of scheme, and um, did did your parents ever uh, talk about say the riding in tandem uh, phenomenon, right? Like how that's a thing. I don't think I don't think riding in tandem guys rob other guys in motorcycles. What is this? Okay, so uh, one of the, one of the ways that people get killed is or robbed, <laughs> rob at least, or, or robbed is when you have a tandem, a little tag team of guys. One guy's the driver, the other's the rider. He's also the hitman. Oh, <laughs> so they pass by some guy's house and they kill the guy. Or you know, if they're just gonna rob someone, they yeah, pass by someone on the street. Jeez, they, they grab okay. your back. It's like some PUBG type. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. so, essentially, Pretty right? Much, yes. I've never heard of that. I mean, I for for the most part, and I guess for the most part of my life, mm-hmm. I really only stick to like. Forbes, Dasma, Makati. Well, Forbes, that explains everything. Super protected. And that's great, because uh, the neighboring city is Mandaluyong, where they have a very strict ordinance against motorcycle riders. Like, yeah, yeah. I tried getting a, a, a hobble-hobble after I went to... <laughs> <laughs> after what? Oh, the way I say it. Fair enough. Uh, after I went to, like, Trampoline Park or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember that. When I got it on, mm-hmm. I got it on cost, and then the guy's asking me... Um, if I'm a if I'm a girl, right, and I'm like, what, what the fuck is happening? And so when he when he goes, the guy to me, is asking if you're a girl. If I'm a girl over I'm... text, over text, I'm over text, right. over text. He's asking me if, if I'm a girl. Oh yeah, yeah. I like right. in no, oh, no, there's person, person yeah. in Mandaluyong. No, 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 I know, I know. Yeah, and so after, I just don't reply because I'm like, why is that well, relevant? Yeah, well, yeah, well, exactly. Why does it matter? Uh, I I he sees me and he's like, oh, I can't take you, and I'm like, why? And they're like, you're not allowed to have two guys. On a motorcycle here, and I was like, "That makes no sense." It doesn't, yeah. Uh, it doesn't in a vacuum, yeah. Yes, because yes. within the context of a riding in tandem, you kind of get it. But like, okay, here's the here's the full rule, okay, right? Yeah, so two dudes it. can't get on a bike together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have another male on your bike if he's below seven years old. Oh, okay, so you're not. Yeah, right. But if it's a dude and a girl, that's fine. <laughs> if it's a dude, and if a it's girl. a dude on his own, yeah, that's fine. Apparently, girls can't be criminals, I mean, right? <laughs> this is very weird. It's also very sexist and borderline chauvinistic. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he played him with Bai. So it's it, it, it's weird. It's odd. Um, I'm sure you're hearing this for the first time, and even you think it doesn't make you know it, it doesn't make yeah, sense. If I was a lawmaker, and you know, there are problems of like people getting hit, or you know, people getting murdered because of two dudes on a bike. My first instinct wouldn't be to know, ban two dudes. On yeah, the bike. exactly. Yeah, maybe gun control or some, <laughs> something right. else. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It would probably be to end yes. the culture of impunity and violence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, um, it, it's just really fascinating to me that someone like yourself is is a motorcycle driver. In that aspect, I'm Pinoy as hell. <laughs> oh yes, I mean you know uh, you know how to do the pasikot secret or go yeah, yeah. little yeah, it's, it's a useful skill. It's and terrifying. It's so like it's like like coming here. I was going through Etsa. Yeah. Oh, oh my Christ. god, it's so stressful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
And we're we're in Cubao, which is uh, yeah, um, pretty, it's, it's pretty way packed, up north yeah. for you, mm, especially for sure, uh, for sure. given where you come from. Yeah, it's the second furthest I've ever driven from my place. Yeah. Damn, yeah. from the park of Forbes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you're moving back to Vancouver. Yeah. What's the one thing you're gonna miss the most aside from wrestling? I'm assuming. Uh, d- can I say my girlfriend? Sure, sure. yeah, yeah de- de- definitely my girlfriend for sure. I mean, obviously the. The woman, the woman I love is, uh, has a special special place in my heart, and long distance is going to be a pain in the ass, but, you know, love finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans of, I mean, okay, obviously you're not gone yet, but you already have plans of coming back. Like, when are you coming back so for I'm good? Not, when are you coming back to visit? So, there's a lot of unanswered questions in that regard. Mm-hmm. The time is, I mean, the only thing I can say for certain is I will be back for Christmas for a few weeks. Hey. Yeah, but then after that, it kind of gets iffy. Might like be able to, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might be able to come back for, you know, a couple months during summer, maybe, maybe right. even longer. During break, right? Exactly. It depends how, it depends how school goes. Um, what's nice about Canada is we have long ass summers really yeah we have May, June, July August off damn That's oh okay wow exactly. summer breaks you mean exactly. long ass summer but breaks but I school. might be using that time for like summer courses or I don't know work a job or something like that or so. find a wrestling school yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. What, what is the plan by the way thank you for bringing up wrestling so what is the plan You do you need to go back to wrestling school you are a trained professional wrestler you have <laughs> You have official pro wrestling matches. You have a connection in Thank Vancouver. You. We all know who it is. Thank you. So Thank what you. is the plan for you so, there? Uh, uh, when I first was thinking of what, what my plan was, the, what I wanted to do is apply to a bunch of, uh, what's it called, a bunch of wrestling promotions. Right, you know, right. Hey, check out my stuff. Maybe yeah. I can do stuff. Then as time goes on and I'm checking out, what's the promotion in Vancouver? It's called ECCW. Yeah, yeah, the one Billy's from. Yeah, exactly. So I check out their website and I'm looking at their roster. They're all crazy, crazy experienced guys. They're, they all have like years and years of experience on the Canadian mm-hmm. and uh, American indie circuit. You know what I mean? So like my years experience is dwarfed even more mm-hmm. comparison to the fact that, you know, they're professionals. They do this for a living, you know? Um I guess I'll go to rest. I mean, now the plan is for me to go to to, to wrestling school. Okay. Because um, you know, there there are some things that uh, I I still don't know yet that mm-hmm. you know I should I um, should we have the privilege of knowing you know we, right, you know, right. We, sh- we should know already by now, um, and I guess it would also be really cool to be able to come back and kind of share my knowledge yeah, yeah. over here because I mean like there's there's so much potential here and like besides PWR you know being being my uh, my home promotion or mm-hmm. whatever just there's a lot of people here that I really want to see like go far and do great things and you know wrestle outside the country so what's gonna happen like let's say you make it to a wrestling school let's say you make it to the Canadian indie scene I don't think you can be the Canadian dragon anymore yeah no for sure. anyone else Canadian or you can be the Pinoy dragon this time <laughs> I, the I'm, Philippine dragon I'm telling you I can't be Zayden Trudeau right? God, yeah, forbid, yeah, God forbid you name yourself Zayden exactly. Duterte exactly <laughs> Please don't. So my, Please don't friend, do that. my friends who study in Canada, they so I, I have two shirts that I sell at the shows. One of them has Zayden on the back, the other one has Trudeau on the back. None of them are willing to buy the one that says Trudeau. So they go back to Canada with that. They just look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering Canadians don't really like your prime minister. I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, as much as the rest of the world does. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean... Uh, I, I think the general consensus, and you know, including myself, I, I identify as pretty liberal. I guess okay. I think it's more, uh, more, uh, it's more obvious, you know, since I'm here in a pretty 
conservative country yep. in the yeah. Philippines. Yeah, right. You're right. But like Trudeau's just like way too liberal for me. <laughs> like he takes it. I didn't think there was such a thing as like you know just too much. Like a uh, uh, man. It's weird. I didn't think we'd be talking about politics, but fuck <laughs> no, 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 no. You it. wouldn't believe this, but we've actually gone down this rabbit hole on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, 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 fair, fair. So um, one of his, one of his, uh, uh, one of the things he implemented was fifty percent of Senate. I think has to be female. All right. To but, be you know liberal as fuck. Exactly, and like to me, it's like it's it's not even a matter of like where you identify on the spectrum anymore. I think that's more of just a logic thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. There are more qualified males, or if there are more qualified females, just whoever's better fit to be put in that position. I don't know. That, that's yeah. that's kind of where I draw the line. Right. It's, a, it's a weird that. application of affirmative action. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is. Yeah, it is. For sure. Right. I mean, but besides that, he's he's good looking. You know, he rep, he reps our country well. He's, he's young. charismatic. Yeah. Well, you, you, well, you can't have his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't have his name. At the very least, he doesn't want to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. That's that's true. But the bar is set very low for that. And he has he has the coolest party trick. Uh, go, what? Go Google. Uh, Zayden, uh, Zayden. Uh, Justin <laughs> Trudeau party trick. You will be amazed. All right, all right. Uh, that's something we can probably save for after the podcast. Yeah. Or if you know, if you're uh, if, if you got another tab on right now while you're listening to us on Spotify, you can probably hey. check that out. Right. <laughs> okay. So, um, how have you been spending the last couple of days or the last couple of weeks, knowing that it's your it's your last few weeks in the last. Philippines, last few days in the Philippines? It doesn't feel real. It really doesn't. You know, this place is kind of made me feel like home. Uh, I, I, I think besides uh, besides my girlfriend, like the thing I love most about being here is being a wrestler. Like right. last Sunday of every month, I love waking up and say, I literally say to myself, "I get to be a wrestler today." And you know, there's I, uh, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. It's hey, you awesome. are a wrestler every day. Thank you, thank you. Every Jerry. day. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not just every sun, every last Sunday of the month. That's true. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, true. when you think about it, there are only really a few wrestlers, pro wrestlers in the Philippines. So, yeah. Yeah, you, so you are a wrestler every day, mm, right? Remember that. Yeah, not everyone knows how to take a bump or true. to do a roll yeah. or to do a phoenix splash or a four fifty <laughs> or six thirty or six thirty for that shit. matter. Thank you. So now that I guess your run in PWR is about to come to an end, would you uh, be able to narrow down a favorite match or a favorite moment? Probably both. Like, let, let's uh, if you have a favorite match or a favorite moment, what would it be? Uh, so I'm a cop out and I can't make decisions, so I guess I'll give three good, good <laughs> yeah, matches that's that fine, I like. That's yeah, fine. okay. Totally so fine. in terms of sentimental value, I think uh, my favorite in that regard would probably be my match against uh, my match against Bolt, our first match at APCC. Right. That felt like my kind of breakthrough match, you know. It, um, we got this is awesome chance. We got fight forever chance. I literally corpsed in the middle of the ring because I was like, "This is this is what I wanted. This is what I dreamed <laughs> of. I really wanted to hear these chants." Um, in terms of, um, I guess, uh, opening like a eye opening match. I guess it would be my match against Billy because right. like I don't know how to say this without sounding like weird, but like. Wrestling with him, it like opens up a whole new realm of like. What it you does. Can do no, I agree with you. Yeah, like once you're once you're in the ring and you see like all this different kind of stuff you can do, it's like how did I how did I not see this before? It's like it's like it, it's like refreshing. It, it, yeah, it's really refreshing because it's like you you see this art in like a different way. And then I guess in terms of like crown jewel match, I guess it would be my easily my match against GDL. That was that mm. was awesome. Like. Bunch of my friends, yeah, a bunch of my friends were there. It was my first time my dad 
What? Uh, Sami Wrestle. Wow, he yeah. could have picked a better match. Yeah, after after that, uh, it, was, it was actually the first time he ever said he was proud of me. It was after it was after my match at Rebel X. So, yeah, definitely definitely not going to forget that. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's a great moment. Yeah, for sure. And those matches are going to take you far. I, I, you. I promise you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Since you mentioned Zayden Trudeau versus JDL, I want to ask, did you get to uh, to watch that intertextuality video? <laughs> Jesus, right bro. after Oh, shit. Hi, let's do it yeah. now. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I mean, let's do it now. Right. Right. Thank I'm you for bringing it up. I almost I'm, forgot. I'm totally... Yeah, okay. Let's let's get into it. So, All right, let's do this. Um, that shit. Did you get to watch the video? I did. I did. Actually, a long... T- like... You know, a good, a fair amount of time before everybody else did actually. Oh, really? A week. Oh, after, really? Yeah, a week after really? my match, I'm hanging with my, me and my girlfriend are hanging out at my one friend Cesar's place. Um, he, he's, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're chilling, and then he randomly brings up, he's like, oh, one of my friends from, one of my old friends made a video on your match, and I was like, oh shit, I was super excited. I was like, oh, that's really cool, and he was like, ah, I wouldn't be too excited if I were you. I'm like, oh, like why? And he's like. You gotta watch it for yeah, yourself. Yeah, he doesn't say the nicest things, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he was like, uh, "Do you want to watch it?" I'm like, uh, "You know, what, fuck it, let's check it out right now." And so him, uh, so yeah, me and my friend and my girlfriend were all watching this match, and as it goes along, I'm not entirely. It was really, really weird watching this because to me, it was like on one level, I was uh, a little, a little offended, a little hurt because I mean, you know. My stuff's being critiqued, but yeah. at the same time, I it felt like I had to see where this is this guy is coming from, and his points from where he's coming from, it did make sense to me. You know, this is a guy who clearly only has seen the WWE, the NJPW, never even seen any sort of PWR match, right. let alone any of my stuff or right. JDL stuff, or even know the like the story or lead up to this match or anything like that. So in that regard, I guess I can see where he's coming from. Of like, oh. This is a move that I've seen before. Let's, you know, let's let's find. I, I just learned this word last week in college. Let's talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you need to tell me you've been carrying the hurt for like a month before everyone else did. Yeah, exactly. And then, a, like a week after, no, okay, day after, yeah. I have a post ready to post in Smart Gilas Philippines. Right, so right, it's like right. a paragraph of being like, "Hey, friend of a friend made this video. I want right. to know what you guys think." Uh, I agree with some points. I disagree with some points. Stuff like that. And a week. So that was the day after I saw it. A week goes by. I couldn't, like, I couldn't get myself to actually post it. Because I think one, it was weird to talk about yourself, myself, exactly. Yeah, right. But it was a discussion that I really did want to see happen. Because I mean, not just be, not just to watch people talk about me and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, he's awesome type thing. But, <laughs> but for you know, just to see that kind of discussion and see what. Uh, you know what, what people's thoughts were on this, and I just couldn't—I couldn't get myself to do it. And then, like three weeks later, I yeah, see yeah. it posted. Someone else like, posted. You know, All right, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do this. And yeah. then you heard—you heard the podcast, and then yeah. woo, woo, woo. <laughs> everyone's fucking yeah. hating on it. So, yeah. what was your, uh, what was your reaction then uh, to see everyone basically sticking up for you and JDL, if, or sticking up, for... or at least trashing him for being, <laughs> you know, for being uh, really shallow about it. It felt, it felt really good. It really, I mean, it, it was cool knowing that, the, you know, this community of people were supporting me and, you know, we're saying all these nice things, but on another, like on another level, I was also like uncomfortable because I was like in my head while I was watching the video, I knew that if, if I posted it in the, in the, in the group, it would elicit this kind of response. And I think on some level, that's also why I didn't want to post it. It's like, I didn't, 
want it to be like a me starting everyone like bashing on this guy. You didn't, you didn't want to start your own circle jerk. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was it was definitely a cool discussion. Uh, you know, by the people, not by the video maker for yeah. necessarily. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, how many times in your life can you say that your work became a hot conversation? Yeah, exactly. Topic, right? Among a community, an exactly. entire community. Exactly. Like yeah, you go viral, and then he he, he makes a video, <laughs> exactly. and then we all shoot down the video, yeah. and then a podcast about said video comes out. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, how many times can you say that about your work? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was definitely cool for sure. To see myself like being a talking point about like a video uh but you know i, I, I mean like did you know what intertextuality meant before i did i did i did wait really i didn't okay yeah, <laughs> neither I did, did i i did not i uh so when it comes to school english is my shit like poetry that's my fucking jam right there uh-huh. whenever it comes to poetry i always knock it out of the park something new we yeah, learn exactly i think so, this is why uh, the long distance relationship is in the cards yeah. <laughs> and so uh that, so um you know uh, illusion and intertextuality it's one of those literary devices that i really like to like like to discuss when like analyzing poetry and stuff So, okay, uh, knowing that you have this lens, do you ever approach your work or, say, other people's work and, and apply that, uh, that point of view? Oh, no, for sure. Like, man, it's, it's really having... I mean, I'm not... I mean, you, you probably have a better... Under, you, you both probably have a better understanding of, like, the way language is, is used. But when it comes to poetry in particular, where, you know, there are these, these, are, there are these types of devices... That are trying to elicit a reaction from people or like evoke a, a kind of emotion. I, I totally see that applying to wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, a, like a, what is it? Like a, a structure style and mm-hmm. poetry is similar to like a structure style in wrestling. Um, uh, and you can compare things like uh, I'm, I'm blank. You can you can use <laughs> things like a, like you can compare like a metaphor to like a like a like a rope break or something like that. You know what I mean? They're all used to sort of uh, Uh, like tell this cohesive story and like evoke certain emotions and stuff for sure. So okay, um, as we um, a- as we try to compare, I guess between uh, Vancouver and Manila, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, were you ever uh, a part of a wrestling community in Vancouver? Like, is there an equivalent of say SGP or like uh, the local community? No, I only started re- watching wrestling. Uh, what year is it now? Like. Uh, Four years ago? Yeah, you were here. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. So you're a recent fan. Yeah, 20, 2015 is when I started watching wrestling. And yeah, so I mean, I'd never, I'd never, I'd never been to Canada as a wrestling fan. Right. Okay. No, yeah. so I was going to ask if, if wrestling fans over there were the same as wrestling fans over here. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll find out soon. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm definitely excited. He'll find out, sure. you know, he'll find out how wrestlers are in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it is, it is, it is cool seeing, I mean, I've, it's only happened a couple of times, but it is cool seeing people out in public with like, A bullet club or, sh- or right. something, and me literally just being like, "Oh shit, dude, give me one of these." I'll talk too sweet type thing. Uh, Much less his Aiden Trudeau shirt. Yeah, no, never seen that. I've, I've been recognized in public a few times. At- oh my okay, god! So how, how's that? How's right. that story? Oh my god! Okay, you so, are a teen star. <laughs> it was so cool. So I was, uh, we were going clubbing. We we're going to this uh, club in the fort at Palace called Revel. Yeah, uh-huh. Revel. And so. Um, 
I'm not in line, but there's a guy in front of me getting searched, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting, in line. getting frisked. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm just waiting behind him so I can get in or whatever. This girl, I think her name was Natalie. I, uh, I honestly, <laughs> it, it, was, it all happened. If you're listening fast. to the podcast, uh, Natalie or not Natalie, please yeah. let us know. Shout out to Natalie. Uh, maybe <laughs> Natalie. Um, she like, looks at me. She's like, oh my God, it's you. And I'm like, oh my God, it's me. And she's like, oh, Zayden, I love you. I'm like, oh shit. And so like we, we hug and stuff like that. And she's like, oh my God, I love your stuff. And we talked briefly about wrestling. He's like, "Yeah, I was there at your at your uh, your Billy match, and it was amazing. Oh, it was like sweet. one of the coolest things I've ever seen." And then she asked the 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 bouncer to like take a picture of us <laughs> too and stuff like that. So we get a picture and stuff. What and a fucking get, big shot! Exactly. Yeah, we talk some more. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this. I'm gonna go tell my friends." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I gotta go in and stuff like that." As I walk in, I'm like, "Dude, I feel like something." I'm a star. Exactly. I walk in, all the bouncers and all like the. The, the people are looking at me. They're all giving me a salute, like, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Some BD shit right Exactly. There. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I'm getting your, uh, your name wrong, Natalie, but, like, maybe, yeah, that, that was please, really please, cool. Please shoot us a message if you are Natalie yeah. or not <laughs> Natalie. And then there was another time where I was at Black Market. I don't know why this always happens when I'm clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I can tell you why, because some of the, some of the audience, uh, the young adult audience, they overlap. The, the okay, yeah. club That's scene, fair. yeah. That's fair. So I was, uh, I was at Black, Black Market. Black yeah. Market. I was inside the the upstairs part called Mao's Den. Ma- yeah, Mao's Den. And then um, I see a guy with a Bullet Club shirt. I'm like, Yo, guys, be right back. I walk to up, up to him. I'm like, Yo, two brother. <laughs> and then he was like, I was like, Oh, do you guys like uh, uh, what kind of wrestling do you watch and stuff like that? And I was like, Oh, have you guys seen any local shows? And they're like. I mean, no, but we recognize you. And I was like, oh, shit, no way. Exactly, yeah. And then I'd like... They don't go watch, but they recognize you. That is next level. I know, right? So I, like, gave them a hug. I'm like, oh, shit, man, that's so cool. And they're like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try to make it to the next show. I'm like, yeah, if you guys are, uh, like... Um, I'll type out my name, uh, <laughs> message me on Facebook if you guys want like a discounted tickets, stuff like that. Let's talk after the show, whatever. I've never seen them again. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amusing how uh, you know you have these random encounters with Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, you, like you hear the you hear the most random things. Yeah, I know. Right? And recently, there was like people tweeting about how like or. Like how we actually don't get recognized too much in public, and True. I was fortunate enough for it to happen to me. Like you know, a number in the of year that you've been wrestling, exactly. Yeah, like, has anyone come up to you and randomly went PWR or some shit? No, never actually. Um, Someone's done that to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, so that's at, so cool. Uh, at the office where I used to work at, uh, there were a couple a couple of guys in wrestling shirts, and I was in my Daniel Bryan shirt, so I felt the same compulsion to give them a two sweet because mm-hmm. you know, felt felt wrestling fans, right? Of so they look at me, they, then they look at each other, they do another double take, and then they were like. PWR, but they never <laughs> approached me. Bro. Oh my god! So they just so they just from a, from afar. They they they, they, they admired you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like they, they waited until they were like a good uh, five six feet away. They went PWR, and then they never approached me. So it, it's kind of odd. I mean, yeah, like, I would have preferred your experience for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would. It felt like the time was perfect on those things. Because I mean, the, even the one of the black marketers in front of my friends and like <laughs> as soon as I get back, like uh, my my. Uh, the people, what was it? The this this girl I had like a flame with. She studies at Harvard. She was like, oh, who who uh, who are those? And I was like, making were you making friends? I was like, oh no, they they actually they 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 recognize me from PWR, and they recognize me from wrestling. And then she's like, you're a wrestler. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, uh, yeah, twenty minute explanation about yeah yeah. But what's yeah. the oddest place you've been recognized at? Um, I th- 
Oof, you know what? It's only happened the, uh, the two times plus one time. It was right after my first show um, at Resback, and I was just pre-show, five-minute match. Yeah. The two weeks after that, I'm in the smoking lounge. This is when I still smoked. This is in the smoking lounge of my uh, of my work building. Yeah. And then a guy was like, "Hey, um, were you were you did you just have a match at PWR and stuff like that?" And I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah." And then we talked about it, and you know, we were you know just talking about, "Oh, what do you do here?" stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think those are the only three times I've been recognized. Hey, Garo, like, I, I know you wear the PWR hoodie a whole lot. Right. Uh, right. Have you been recognized uh, wearing the PWR hoodie and have someone come up to you or some shit? No, no, man. Uh, not necessarily like that. But, you know, in my, my previous job in, in Havas, uh, my bosses did actually tell me that they'd been to a show during the MCS days. Mm. So, but, um, me, when they saw, I think I put PWR in my resume, I think. I, I can't remember. Mm. But or when word got out that I was with PWR, everyone found, everyone was telling me that, oh, I used to watch in the, in the MCS days. And, yeah. you know, how is it and you know, all that? They talk about, you know, how it's going right now, how everything is, and, you know, stuff like that. I and, think and, my, and our CEO actually watched Noom, uh, our first, so I can't remember, why can't I remember the, the name of our first... Uh, Zentrum show this year. Uh, hold on, Zentrum show this year. Traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- traffic. Yeah, traffic. Yes, yes. PW Live traffic. Wow. So, okay, I think what can rival uh, the smoking lounge story is how I, w- I went to church one time wearing a PWR shirt. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and then I was on my way out, and then this one dude, this one white guy, passes <laughs> by me, looks at me, all weird, and then he goes by on his way, and then after the final blessing, I'm on my way out because I need to take a, I wanted to take a shit and my house had been walking distance so I was really trying to make my way out of right? course, of course. taps me on the shoulder and I'm like what the fuck does this white guy want it's like more power man more power <laughs> like looking at my shirt pointing at my shirt and I was like what the fuck <laughs> so from random because like, a white guy at church right dude Recognizing for for Peter, yeah, who are so, those yeah. white guys we see in the, in the in the audience? Probably now and then. I Shout out to the white guys. I think that takes the cake for honest recognition <laughs> story, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay, um, as we wind down here, I I want to get your take on the local community, the local fans. Like you've been in conversations with people online, you've seen them in person. As Many a people have a crush on you, fan yeah. girl, <laughs> fanboy even, fanboys and fangirls. Yeah, yeah. Not that we discriminate. So. What's your take on the local wrestling community as a whole? It's amazing. I mean, I, I mean, man, not to belittle PWR or anything, but I mean, <laughs> I do have ambitions of, you know, wrestling in, in proper indie circuits and stuff like that. And it really does make me feel like I had it too good too soon. You know, such supportive fans, such, such a loud crowd, such an easy crowd, such a hot crowd. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's, I think it's nearly impossible to replicate elsewhere. And you got over, brother, brother. Yeah. Yes, you did. And Not then, get trapped. I've had so many awesome memories after the show when people come up to me and say, like, I remember after my Billy match and after my JDL match, um, after my Billy match, I had, like, three people say, like, that was the best, that was the best PWR match I've ever seen. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, I think about just randomly. I'm like, fuck, I can't believe, I can't believe I did that, you know? It's, it's like, one of those things that all hold me for a long time. And someone, t- uh, a girl told me, uh, her name is Jessie. She told me that she. Uh, Hi, Jessie. Uh, she told me that she. Uh, she. She. Uh, oh my God! I feel like I feel like I'm getting the people mixed up. I'm so sorry, Jessie, if you're the wrong person. Some girl told me after Jessie, yeah. yeah, okay. That after I hit the Phoenix Splash, she cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably sounds. Yeah. 
But, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine really getting that elsewhere, you know? And just super blessed, really. This was... Man, I wouldn't trade any... I wouldn't trade any... For anything, this is. I mean, I got to live my dream, basically. You know. Yes, you yeah. did. Yes, yeah. you did. And you've had one of the best runs. Full <laughs> Thank stop. You. Thank you. Thank right. you. That one so year. Much. In one year, uh, all these matches, the main events, uh, people talking about you, fucking video made about you, <laughs> you going viral. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone could have asked for a, for a better arc, at least for you know the one year plus that you've been oh, with us. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've had a chance to work with some of the some of the literally some of the best people that have ever stepped into. Uh, into a, a wrestling ring here in the Philippines. Like, I had a match with Billy, had a match with JDL, had a match with Imabayashi, had a match with Madrigal, had a match with Sane. You were in MWF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MWF. I did a History Con a couple weeks ago, or last weekend, sorry. And, you know, um, there are obviously more people that I, 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 I want to have a chance to work with, like Sandana, uh, who else is there? One-on-one with Madrigal. Ken Warren is a guy who I really mm-hmm. wanted to face uh, for a long time. Quattro. Quattro is yeah. actually... Quattro was actually the guy that I wanted to uh, I wanted to put over before I for my final match mm-hmm. before I left because uh, me and Quattro have always sort of had a, a friendly rivalry and um, okay so I, I don't know how to preface this without sounding like a, like a douchebag like, <laughs> I might sound like a douchebag <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're leaving anyway yeah, right, you get a pass you're Canadian thanks. so as I was like coming through the ranks in PWR what I kind of wanted was for people to be worried about their spot if that makes sense because mm-hmm. I was I think the, you did <laughs> thank you uh, the part that I took seriously about wrestling was the athleticism part right you know? it was because to me what it, what appealed to me about uh, wrestling is the the sport side of it you know right. and I wanted uh, I wanted my athletic ability to make people think like oh shit I gotta step on my game otherwise like I could uh, you know uh, my spot could be given to him or something like that Quattro made me feel that way Quattro had me legitimately worried because every time I watch him, he, he's look, he looks so smooth. I popped. I had the chance to pop his cherry at, uh, <laughs> at uh, where was it? APCC day one. Yeah, it was like a five minute squash or something like that, and it was it's just a five minute squash, but it was it felt really really, and it's his debut match. It mm-hmm. felt smooth as hell. After that, I was like, this guy's the fucking future of the company. He's legit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After that, I was like, this guy's gonna be fucking champion in three years. Otherwise, something's wrong with booking. No, you know what? I, I don't think people really have an idea of how committed you are because even on the show days, you bring those mats. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, so how do you how do you even bring those mats when you're riding your scooter to uh, to the show? <laughs> so I think he doesn't ride the scooter. No, when he yeah. Mats. So All I right. bring I bring these giant. What are they even? They're for outdoor furniture. Like we have giant outdoor uh, patio couch things. Basically, in Tagalog, pang sofa. Siya. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sofa. sure that. Right, yeah. So I take two giant ones, two small ones. I bring them to to the ring, and I use those so I can practice high flying moves in a more safe manner. So um, I mean, without it, I wouldn't be able to practice like a six thirty without feeling comfortable, or like a phoenix splash or something like that. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I really need my mats. <laughs> no, because people really need to know this. Uh, we we do take our craft seriously, even especially people like Z here who um, do uh, really athletic things that are potentially dangerous. So yeah, yeah, this is sure. the only way that you can yep, actually yep. Uh, and execute them safely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's right. Um, it's it's actually SOP elsewhere. If you're practicing a new move, especially if you're coming off the top rope or you know doing some special flips and dives, mm-hmm. you need the crash mats. Yeah, they sure. are absolutely necessary for because sure. you don't want to be. Practicing them for the first time on the on the canvas. Yeah, for sure. And like I always, I always, I always try to make absolute sure that I'm, I'm in a position where like if I'm going to try a new move, I'm absolutely best equipped so I can I'm, I'm able to do that. Doesn't always pay off, obviously. Like, sure. Uh, 
what were the couple times that it happened? Uh, uh, or maybe you like to keep the illusion and just <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. have yeah, everyone yeah, believe yeah. that you're always this flawless. Yeah, yeah no, I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to talk about you know what happens before the show goes. Yeah, on. Yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, yeah, I always I always try to make sure I'm in a position because I mean. It, it's dangerous as hell. You know? Yes, it is. We're always Absolutely. like every like you know, it, it, it hit me a few months ago. Every time we take a bump, we're always our head is always two inches away from like a head injury. True. We're always that close to getting concussed. Yes. We're always that close. You know, wrestling like even, even if you do stuff perfect, you know, people get paralyzed just because it's unlucky or whatever. Yep. Like look at how uh, uh, what's his name uh, Tyson. Tyson, Tyson Kidd. Kidd. Tyson Kidd, yeah. Look, look how he, he got injured. You took a muscle buster properly, and he just landed weird, and the career's gone. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. No, you know what? As we uh, bring this interview to a close, I just want to personally say thanks. Uh, thank you to you, Z, because uh, at Revolution X, I'll never forget this, uh, I use your crash mats, and you're the guy that I felt comfortable asking how I could actually uh, uh, jump off the top rope <laughs> and not look like I was just... Uh, jumping jumping into a pool. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, thanks. Like, right. I really appreciated that because, like, if there's one person I wanted to teach me, it would probably be Zayden Trudeau. <laughs> and you know, your dime actually looked pretty good, too. Well, yeah. for a non wrestler, sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you had a bit of that uh, bit of that side motion. You know, you, you look like uh, RVD for a split. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you for the compliment. You know, um, when, when they say that Canadians are the nicest people on earth, normally it's hyperbole, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, in, in this case, it, it's actually true as hell. Ah, uh, thanks. It's illegal for me to be rude. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so your message to everyone who supported you, everyone who you've made friends with over your run here in the Philippines. You know, it's it's been an amazing ride. I've got to, you know, because of the fans, I I got to live my dream and like, and I got to do things that I legitimately never thought I'd be able to do. You know, since day one, I like the thing that I wanted. I want to I want to match with JDL. I want it. I want it to be a Rebel X. I want to win the title off of him or something because I thought, you know, this is a guy I could, I could, I could face. Uh, I wanted to face guys like Billy Suede. I wanted to face guys like, uh, like Madrigal. I wanted to have title opportunities, you know, and I, I got to have those things. You know, I had three title shots in my first, right. in my first year. That's like the, the company. It's weird because I have such a love-hate relationship with the company. At times <laughs> I feel like they, at times I feel like they treat me, treat me so, so well. And other times where I feel like, Man, uh, if only if only uh, this or something, I could be, you know, I should be here or something like that. And then when I do get those opportunities, I'm like, oh shit, am I really deserving of this? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've got to work with with amazing people. There's a lot of potential in this uh, in, in this space here. And I guess uh, something I do want to say to like um, aspiring wrestlers, and you know, even to, to veteran wrestlers, sure. is um, you know, take this seriously. But don't take yourself seriously. Right. There's enough toxicity in wrestling as it is, and I think people lose sight of the fact that at, at the end of the day, we're people who pretend to fight. Yeah, that's all we are. You know, right. like the, it, sure, sure, in the states you can have certain kinds of like, you know, drama over who wins. You know, because like it's their livelihood. People make a living off of this. We have day jobs. You know, this yeah. is something we do once a month. It's whatever. It's chill. Learn to just learn to just have fun. You know, and and you know, push yourself. 
Yeah. Right. Wise words. And uh, where can our listeners follow Zayden Trudeau on Twitter? <laughs> or Instagram or Facebook? So I have a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, oh, sorry, and a Twitter. So at Zayden Trudeau is my Twitter. And then uh, Zayden Trudeau-PWR is where you can find me. I haven't been posting a lot because honestly, every time I think of the fact that this match is my last, <laughs> I, I, I... You feel sad? Yeah, I got to hold back a tear, you, you know? In your feelings. Oh, for sure. For sure, you know? In your uh, feelings. I, I never wanted... To, I'm honestly dreading Sunday because... It's As, the last. Exactly. After the like, I'm always super excited for a match, but like, th- this is the only one where I don't want it to come. Because if it comes, it means I'm gone. You know what I mean? Right. It means yeah, I leave the next wow, day. Don't, don't make it. Don't make it super sad. Man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Don't make it super heavy, man. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Thank you to everyone who supported me. You know, uh, to Sandata JDL for teaching me the, you know, the the craft that I love. Uh, you know, Crystal. She she you know took me under her wing. She was always super nice to me. I met some amazing people, man. Like John Sebastian, super mm-hmm. nice. Uh, Crystal, amazing mentor. Um, uh, Ken Warren. Okay, I'm Canadian. I grew up in Canada, where a nice person is just average. Yeah. Ken Warren is literally maybe the nicest person. Yeah, I've ever you're met. right. It's clear. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy. That is true. Like I don't know what it is, but I think if maybe it's me feeling threatened or something. But like when he's being super nice to me, I get like overwhelmed. You know. I don't think he has a mean bone in his. Yeah, body. yeah. Exactly. I don't think he has exactly. a real mean for bone. Sure. He only puts it off for show. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, uh, I. I got to make amazing friends like uh, Tria and Delatore, Evan Carlos, super nice to me. Uh, uh, Yola Twins and Nina, they gave me people I could be my like true self around. Kota Hero, I'm going to kick your ass on Sunday, but he's a really <laughs> nice guy. No, I, I, pretty much in everyone in PWR. Hell, you got to, uh, you know, PWR got to give uh, a new meaning for Maligayang Pasco to you. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's true, that's true. Uh, Maligayang Pasco. Let me just uh, say this on behalf of the Filipino wrestling community. Thank you, Zayden Trudeau, for all the memories, for the entertainment over the past year uh, and change. You know, um, I'm sure the matches with Billy Swade and JDL will be, you know, stuff for people to keep talking about. As, and keep as making videos about. <laughs> right? So, you know, uh, thank you so much for being a nicer person outside of the ring as well <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the people who don't really know you all that well but mm-hmm. in our limited interactions I've always enjoyed our conversations thank you likewise sir it means a lot thank you guys for having me absolutely man anything, anything for you anything for you and you know we hope that you find yourself in the wrestling school in Vancouver and thank that we you, hear you. about you in the Canadian indie scene fuck that wrestling school fuck wrestling school go <laughs> ahead and you know graduate I'm already. a graduate you yeah. are a graduate <laughs> you will find yourself on the same show as Billy Sway I yeah, promise so nice. next so thing you know it might be in the Cruiserweight Classic hey <laughs> <laughs> Be the next TJP and shit. Who knows? Who knows? Thank you so much, Z. No, thank you. Thanks again to Zayden Trudeau, the Canadian Dragon, it's for so one hell of a guesting. Uh, you know what? If you could be a fly on the wall tonight with all the conversations we had with him, Jesus. when the mics were off, it would have been way more colorful. Uh, you know, lots of funny stuff. <laughs> uh, I'll say this again, uh, especially now that Zayden isn't here as we're recording this part of the podcast. He's genuinely one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the wrestling industry in the Philippines. And I wish him nothing but success uh, moving forward. You know what, though? I'm going to say this about Zayden. Uh, if you're looking for someone to watch for, you know, someone to watch who watch out for a breakthrough from the Philippines, it will be him. Because him going to Canada increases his chances of being not just scouted, but, you know, actually making it to, to any show that he might be on. Um, there are so many other options out there, not just the WWE. The, 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 the and uh, it's only a matter of time, I think, and he's so young, yeah. that if uh, you're waiting for someone to break through, it's going to be him, for sure. Yeah, and when you look at it, about gone are the days that in, uh, 
Oh, masyado kong maliit for WWE. I mean, oh. you've got guys like Leo Rush over there, Johnny Gargano, Zack Sabre Jr. was in the Cruiserweight Classic, yeah. right? So if these guys can uh, make a name for themselves, find a spot on the WWE, I'm sure guys like Zayden Trudeau or you know, even our guys in PWR will have a chance to one day make it onto the WWE. No, no, I'm, I'm saying that Zayden has a bigger chance because of where he is geographically. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's fair, uh, that's fair. Um, and yeah, if you're going to watch out for someone to break through, it's going to be him because he's in a, such a good place literally geographically for, to to make it to all those major leagues yeah 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 so i i, I yeah, especially when the right uh, training yeah especially when wwe's already on that affirmative action so much yeah so there there you go uh, again nothing but the best for zayden trudeau and you guys better catch his farewell match against koto hero this sunday at pwr renaissance now let's get to our picks of the week i actually miss doing this so you know what i'll go big and i'll pick the intercontinental title match from uh, SummerSlam between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. That's my, uh, that's my pick of the week. I think it needs no explaining. They really made the oh, yeah. out of their time, right. and it's worth your time as well. Right. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, the 205 Live main event, man. Uh, it's we've, we've had some eh, really okay uh, 205 Live episodes for the past couple of months, but this one, wow, they went all out. And it's not perfect, but wow. Uh, if this whole thing doesn't end in a in the inauguration of uh, a cruiserweight tag team championship, they've wasted the whole thing. Actually, oh yeah. Now that I think about it, I mean, what about a trios championships at two hundred five? Uh, there's the thing is, there's not enough trios. So there, there's not enough trios. Uh, there could be two if you count Gulak and the Pips. Uh, yeah. But there are at least three tag teams. Because I'm counting Nisa and Murphy. Yeah, Nisa and Murphy, Gulag, uh, Gallagher and Kendrick and the Lucha House Party. Right, right. All right, so there you go. Uh, those are our picks of the week. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. It's at the SGP Podcast, at Roizwar, at Caveman Camus, and at underscore Stan C. That's spelled with an S-Y at the end. And uh, PWR Renaissance. You can always hit us up for discounted tickets all the way until the day before the actual show. Or yeah. Kung nahihiya if you want to pay full price, you can go to TicketToMe.net or TicketToMe.ph. I, I forget. So TicketToMe, just Google ticket them. TicketToMe, yes. Yeah, TicketToMe. Ticket.net. Uh, you can also find uh, tickets at Kramer's Toy Warden over at uh, Shopsville in Green Hills. You have that. And our various ticket partners. Or, of course, just drop us a line, pwr.tickets at gmail.com or facebook.com slash phwrestlingrevo. Right? Renaissance. Uh, bell starts at 2 p.m. Bell rings rather at 2 p.m. Doors will be open uh, 15 minutes before then. Your main event, my boy, Main Max, in the PWR Championship match, match. against Ralph Imabayashi. So that's something that we're really, really looking forward to and really preparing hard for. So can't wait to see you there. And uh, thank you so much to everybody who's been downloading the podcast on Spotify, hey. leaving comments, subscribing. It really Following, means a lot yeah, to us. Yeah, absolutely. Help us boost the ratings, help us boost the rankings. And sooner or later, uh, we can probably find another platform <laughs> or, hey. or some shit or probably some sponsor to like, uh, you know, yeah, make things easier. Yeah. Right? So on behalf of Raf Gamos and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Thanking you once again for listening to this episode. Thank you to Zayden Trudeau and... That's it for the, uh, this week's podcast. We're out of here. Peace, eh?